Welcome to episode 199 of the Digital Tourism Show. And in this video, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dustin Hoyman of Outdoor Adventure Marketing. And we will be discussing the almost forgotten part of marketing, the humble phone call. We will discuss how important it is in today's digital landscape, and he will offer invaluable advice on how to track conversions. Hi everyone, welcome again to the Digital Tourism Show and we have the pleasure of uh, speaking with Dustin from Outdoor Adventure Marketing. How are we Dustin? I'm doing great, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Very good, yes, very good. Um, me and Dustin met, uh, we've been speaking for uh, quite a while now together but we've, we met for the first time face to face at Arrival which I think, um, like me, you thought it was a, an absolutely fantastic event. One of the best events wow. I have ever been to. It was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, it, when they say it's like the the tours and activities are the best part of travel arrival is the best part of the tours and activities industry it's really incredible oh yeah and, and it most certainly is so why don't you let the, the listeners and the viewers um know a little bit more about yourself if you want to t- tell about yourself about your business what you do and why you got into travel sure so i'm a digital marketer by trade it's what i've been doing my entire career and a number of years ago, we just found success in the tours and activities space and decided to branch off and niche down into tours and activities. And that came to the creation of Outdoor Adventure Marketing. So we're um, a lead generation agency for tours and activities, specifically, you know, outdoor adventure companies. So ATV companies, zip lines, boat tours, skiing, you know, all those really things, you know, the fun, adventurous things you like to do. And we really focus on generating leads for those tours through digital marketing activities. So it's uh, it's incredible incredible opportunity for us to have a lot of friends in the industry. I mean, the personalities I get to talk to, like people like yourself, it's just so much fun. I mean, every day I get to talk to just great people. So I, I love it. I love my job. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. And I've even had some people come up to me saying, you know, I see you're doing you no know, podcasts with this person, that person, but are they not in the same industry as you? Are they not rivals? Or anything? It's just the whole industry that it's big enough for everyone. And having you know, people like yourself and, and contributing with people like yourself and everyone just getting together as a family, to me, that's that's more beneficial to the, the to the suppliers and to people in general rather than trying to keep your secrets to yourself and everything else. It's just, I'm never a fan of oh, that. For, so. sure. for sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll kick things off with my with my, with my first question. Um, and obviously, you're in the sort of digital marketing space like we are, but one of the aspects that a lot of people seem to have forgotten when, with the, the whole sort of sphere of digital marketing is the good old-fashioned phone call. Um, <laughs> what, I know how this is, but I would like to get your thoughts on how you think phone calls, uh, how, how important are phone calls to the, in today's sort of digital landscape? You know, Chris, that's a really great question because, like you said, it's like it seems old-fashioned. There's so many amazing things that are happening digitally these days, especially with how easy it is to book online that people just tend to forget that these phones still exist. I mean, we have, you know, we've got our phones in our pockets all the time and we call them phones, but we don't actually use them as phones very often. So when it comes to tours and activities, especially when you're talking about anything that has a perceived to be a little bit more risky, so like a whitewater rafting trip or skydiving, people just have questions and they just want to talk to somebody. They want to be reassured that they're capable of, of doing, you know, that type of tour or, or like a zip line, like there might be a 95-year-old grandmother that wants to go on a zip line and they're like, they just want to know if that's okay. Yeah. And instead of going through a big list of content on a website, it's, it's so much easier just to pick up the phone and call. 
So from our standpoint, we've done a ton of testing on this. There's a lot of people out there that really just want phone calls. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can't agree more. And actually, the, I remember well, you're maybe talking around five years ago now, but I remember one company who came to us um, back when we used to develop websites ourselves. Um, says, no, we want a new website. We want people to book online. We don't want a contact form. We don't want a phone number. We just basically don't want people to be able to contact us whatsoever. We just want them to book. And you're, you're just, it just blew my mind. It's just like, no, you, you're, a, you're, you're a company who's trying to deliver an experience for, for, for people, you know, your customers, you know, they're real people, they're real. You know, why wouldn't you want to speak to them? That's the whole point of going on tour. You know, it's interacting with oh, other yeah. people. And I, I just... I just found it crazy, and, and and unfortunately, I think a lot of businesses, especially in the early days of the web, when 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 booking when anyway, booking tours became available, um, a lot of people thought that they just thought, no, oh, people will just book online. Nobody will be speaking to anyone. Whereas it's far from the truth. It's you no know, people look at the internet and look at websites and look at Facebook, etc., for information. But a lot of people still like to pick up mm-hmm. that phone call, hear some, hear a friendly sort of. Uh, voice on the other end of the phone and, and, and just find out a little bit more information from someone from, from a business rather than they can on a website. So it's, it's, to me, it's a, it's, it's a forgotten forgotten part of the, the process a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, we've done tests. I mean, to, to speak to that, where we, 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 the same tour, and they the tour wanted to get more online bookings. You know, everybody wants that. I think that's the, the gold gem. That's what everybody wants to do because it's simple. It's easy. You get the revenue right away. You get the schedule right away. So everything works out great that way. So what we did is we did a test with uh, a landing page that had only online booking and then a landing page that had a phone call, just a phone number on there, real pro- predominant, just to see if we took the phone number away, did the online bookings go up? And we were fairly shocked that they didn't. I mean, there was a very small negligible increase, yeah. but all those people that were going to call just didn't book online. I mean, it's not like they just switched automatically. So all of a sudden, there's all that potential revenue that just went out the door because there wasn't a phone number available. Yeah, I think there's an aspect of trust behind it as well. If if you, if someone's trying to, whether you're you know, you're buying on 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 an online shop or booking a tour or whatever, if if a company is shown to make it so hard for someone to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. then people automatically think you've got something to hide, and and that's that that just makes them go to another competitor's website at the end of the day. So, yeah, for sure. And even if you somebody is just a little bit uncomfortable, it's almost like. The, there's some people out there and we record all of our phone calls on our side and we listen to them to see what the quality is. And there's some people you can tell just call because, you know, maybe the website is a little bit dated and they just want to get a feel of, you know, what type of company is this? Mm-hmm. And so you hear them when they answer the phone, if they answer the phone and it's a really great friendly person, it's, it's the first step in this experience that makes them feel so much better. It's almost like the questions don't matter at that point. It's like, okay, like I trust these people. This is really good versus somebody who answers the phone again or doesn't have a phone number and they're just like, you know, hello, and it's just a real brunt. It's like you get that feeling emotion. Yeah. This is the big first step into seeing the personality of the company. No, definitely. No, I can't agree more. Um, I think one of the reasons why a lot of people maybe shied away from the, from the phone call side of things is because the a lot of people don't realize how much you can actually track phone calls in, in various aspects, whether it's through Google Ads or even in print these days or anything. You can track phone calls in a lot of different means. You know, as you and I know, both uh, Google Google Ads, you can use their free service to track calls. But what other services out there would you recommend in terms of, uh, or you found the most effective in tracking calls? Sure. There are a number of ways you can track phone numbers. One of the things that I, I uh, really enjoy is a service called CallRail. So CallRail is it's a paid service. It's not free, but it's not expensive. 
And it can get as, you know, depending on where you're at in the world, it can get as low as, you know, 10 US dollars a month. And one of the things that's really amazing about CallRail is they have a feature called um, dynamic number insertion. So if you've got a number on your website, you know, up at the top somewhere, you put in your phone number like you normally would, but then you drop the CallRail script in. And what that does is it gives you a number of, um, a, a number of phone numbers. So it gives you a bank, they call it a pool of numbers. And every time someone goes onto that site, they see a different number. So it can track where that person came from. So if they came from a paid ad on Facebook, if they came from Instagram, or maybe you've got a YouTube channel, whatever referring uh, website came in, it'll track that and log it. So when somebody calls you, you can see where they came from. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you can create dedicated numbers. So you have a special number on your rack card, or you have a special number on, if you have the side of the van that you're taking out, you can track and see where all these numbers are coming from. And then basically measure, you know, where your marketing efforts are, are going, you know, what the actual result is. And, and then record it and see how those calls are going. So if you've got reservation agents, you can go and listen to them. And in CallRail, I mean, I can talk about them. Um, they're not partnered with us at all or anything like that. Uh, we're heavily involved with them. And Adam, my partner, is on the community advisory board. But other than that, I mean, they're just a service that they just crush it. I mean, they do an amazing job when it comes to call tracking. And so I can't re recommend them enough. Um, there's another service called Phone Wagon. You know, they do a good job. And there's CallFire. And there's a couple other out there. But mm -hmm. CallRail is it's one that we've just kind of... Uh, really gotten in depth with, and it's yeah. been nothing but impressive. Yeah, I think CallRail has now became available in the UK as well. Um, over here, there was a uh, the main one was Response Tap, but it was it was quite an expensive okay. product, um, a very expensive product. I don't know what it's like now. It's been a while since I've looked at it, but yeah, when you told me about CallRail, I had a look at that, and I thought, yeah, that's, that's it, it does look good, it does look excellent. Yeah. So it's, it's something um, yeah, we're going to look more into ourselves. But but um, yeah, there's even a feature that I just want to like. I was so excited about what we found yesterday that you can integrate it. So if you have a, a contact form, so just like a regular, you know, I've got questions kind of form on your website, you, it can find that form automatically. And then when someone fills that form out, just to get an email contact, CallRail will call you. You can pick it up. You can either listen to, you know, if you're out and about and you just want to hear the details, you can listen to the details or you can press a button and it will call the other person. So you can just get that turnaround time so quickly. And so I was super excited to see that because if somebody you know types out they've got questions I want to reach them before they leave the site <laughs> and so if I can do that that'd be great or if a tour you know before they leave the site they just want to walk them through the different tour options I think that's a really um, really incredible feature. Yeah, I, I, God, that's 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 very powerful, but also I think some people would find that a little bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> You're on yeah. your website, and all of a sudden you've got no, it's, it's really as like Big Brother is watching it in a way, sort of thing. Yeah, but, uh, but no, hey, I, I'm an American. Yeah. We're all about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, yeah. Um, I don't know how we can get away with that with GDPR over in Europe, but that'll be that'll be an interesting mm -hmm. one. But um, but no, you're tracking calls. It, it, it's such an important aspect of, of, of the process when you're doing digital marketing campaigns, digital marketing strategies. But as you and I both know, that all means nothing if the sales team on the other end aren't really that good. Um, I've seen a lot of businesses in the past who have received hundreds and hundreds of calls per month, but their basically their uh, costs to, uh, or their sales targets have not been met purely because of the uh, the team having been adequate enough. So. Mm -hmm. What advice can you give to to sales teams in terms of allowing them to hopefully make more bookings and generate more revenue? You know, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, so I'm going to try to keep it fairly brief because I could I could teach a masterclass on this. Um, <laughs> I could be another video thing, we do in the future then. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, the biggest thing that I can tell anybody, and this is like, it's, it's a mental shift more than a, a tactic, mm -hmm. is 
people aren't calling to ask information. So when someone calls a tour and they say, you know, people treat it as like a looky-loo call. I hear that all the time. You know, they're just they're, they're just looking for information. It's not like there's hordes of people out there that aren't doing anything that get enjoyment of calling and asking questions about tours. That is not the case. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, people shouldn't treat the call as just a question and answer, you know, trivia session where it's like they're trying to stump you on what answers you have. Really what it is is they took a huge step to call a stranger, like an absolute stranger. They don't know what they're going to get on the other line because they're interested in booking a tour. And so if you just change it from a trying to answer their questions phase to trying to make sure that they're a good fit for your tour. So I'm talking, you know, can they afford it? Do the dates work out? Yeah. Are they physically capable of doing it? It's more of a discovery phase to see, are you two aligned in your fit to then, you know, answering their questions. Mm -hmm. You know, if you answer their questions at the end of that call, if you answer all their questions successfully, what happens is all the power in, in that call goes to the consumer to basically end the call. Yeah. Right. And that's not the goal. So the, the, the person doesn't really want to be on the phone. You know, people generally speaking, don't really like the phone, even though we're talking about how powerful it is. You know, what they're doing is they're trying to book a tour and they're trying to see if you're an amazing tour. And if you are, and a lot of people are, you know, there's a couple out there that probably aren't the best, but most people have really great experiences. And it's almost like your obligation to make sure that they have that great experience, you know, pending, you know, you know, budgets and physicalities and, and uh, the like, but it's like, from you as a tour operator, you have an amazing product. Like you're obligated to give that to the person if they want it, right? Yeah. And so if you change that mind shift from question and answer phase to more, you know, I've got this amazing product. I'm going to make sure that you can have it if it's something that you want. You know, they're, they're going out of their way to find something they want. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like if you think about it as a restaurant, like you are hungry, <laughs> you may be getting a little bit grumpy because you need some food, but you want something delicious. If you're a restaurant that has delicious food, that service, you know, they're obligated to give that food to you when they come to your restaurant. Yeah. It's not like you're, they're going to come down, they're going to ask a bunch of questions about the menu and then leave. And if they treated you like that, I mean, the restaurant industry would be completely different, but they treat you like you are going to get a great meal. Now, if they mess that up, that's that's on them. But they're they're obligated to make sure that you have a great experience when you're in their restaurant. And the phone call is that same sort of situation. Mm -hmm. You know, they're sitting down, you know, they're, you know, in theory, sitting down, they're asking questions about the menu because they want food. Yeah. And so if you think about it and treat it that way, I mean, you can just, I mean, you could double your sales overnight just by doing that and treating it like it's an actual, you know, beginning of a, of a sales cycle instead of just asking questions. Oh, definitely. And uh, I tend to find, although you can have obviously on through websites, you know, upsell opportunities, cross-sell opportunities, to me, uh -huh. to me, cross-sell and, uh, cross and upsell opportunities are best served when it's done through interaction with a normal with a person face to face or over the phone because um, not even just that no, if, if, if someone was to phone up and for whatever reason a, a tour or a date wasn't available you then have the opportunity to sell them something else rather than going mm -hmm. onto the website thinking oh it's not available and then going off somewhere else to another website so it's there's so many aspects to, to actually speaking on the phone or, and speaking face to face it just it can enhance the sales process and, and again as you just mentioned there help you create, create more revenue for your business because you can then put add-ons onto that as well. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of the add-ons too. And to me, that's a little bit a little bit later in the call of the sales process, but especially if it's something along the lines of dates, you know, sometimes there's like, I take every um, call in a way to be helpful to the person. Yeah. Even if it's, even if it's something that I can't help anybody or if, you know, if I'm helping a tour, they can't help anybody. So if they're in town 
and they're looking for something fun to do and, and you're just booked up, you know, there's nothing you can really do about that. You know, maybe make a recommendation to um, somebody else that you know that provides great tours. It might not be something they're asking for, but, you know, try to be helpful when you can. And then that, if it doesn't make revenue for you, or maybe you get a commission, you know, however that looks, but make sure that that person, like I said, make sure that person is going to have a great time. Like you're obligated to make sure that person has a great time. So even if it's just referring to, to some, you know, a different part of town or a sightseeing tour or even a competitor, you know, try to do the best you can. And no matter what, it always makes you look good. It makes you feel good. And it's always just, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. That's, that, couldn't I say that better myself? You know, the whole point of, of, of tour companies or tourism businesses in general, whether it's, you know, you're in a hotel, run tours, or whatever, your whole point of your existence is nothing but your, your customer's well-being and making them as happy mm-hmm. as possible. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to ask... Um, I'm going to ask the question, uh, what do you think converts best, online bookings or phone calls? What converts best? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, the two are a little bit different in, in my eyes, and they're hard to compare, so I'm going to try to, to levelize oh, yeah. this. What, what converts, what, what, I suppose I'll, I'll rephrase the question, and so what do you think, um, what do you think works best, uh, and what do you think converts best? I suppose there could be two different answers to that, so what, what do right. you prefer? Online bookings or phone calls? I would prefer online bookings yeah. all day long. Um, the benefits just severely outweigh a phone call. Uh, you don't have to service, you know, don't have to have a real person there to service that phone call. So there's time savings there. Um, you can have a thousand people booking online at the same exact time and you, you know, versus a thousand yeah. people calling. Um, online booking, one of the biggest things that I get is you actually get the, the payment information right away. And so there's, there's this idea in, in any sort of sales cycle of like taking a commitment step. And so you find this in, in churches, you find this in, in um, like leadership organizations, anything like you want somebody to make a commitment and they're you know, smaller and smaller commitments. But once somebody makes, you know, passes through this commitment phase, they're more likely to move through with it. So online booking, you know, if they get to the spot, even if it's they're, they're not having their payment process, they just secured a credit card on the other side, they're more likely to come to the tour, yeah. right? So if, they, if they're um, a hot air balloon tour on, on a Tuesday, but they were planning on going wine tasting or going to uh, being in Scotland if they're going to go to a, a distillery somewhere. You know, if they they go on that tour the day before, if they've already like put their credit card information in and everything's already been done, versus just making a phone reservation where they're going to pay later, the likeliness that they're going to go on that tour the next day is just goes up yeah. exponentially. And yeah, I hear this a that, lot. Made that uh, commitment basically. They make that yeah. commitment. And I hear this a lot in like Las Vegas. <laughs> We've got uh, ATP tour in Las Vegas and they've got a very strict rule of if you make this this uh, commitment, like we're going to charge you yeah. because Las Vegas, everyone's drinking and partying. And and so in their in people's minds, if they know they did that, they've already you know booked their credit card. There's a little bit of risk involved if they don't show up. People are going to be likely to show up yeah. and they're going to take maybe the, the night before a little bit easier, get a better night's sleep versus a phone call where they didn't. And so online bookings, I do think are the best. Um, I like phone calls because it's just another place for revenue opportunity. But online bookings, obviously, just yeah. they, they went overall. Yeah. And have you seen any instances where um, sort of phone, uh, sort of phone booking, say, has outstripped online bookings? Have you ever came across that in your with the customers you've been helping? You know, that's a great question because we see from our side now we measure leads a lead is somebody who contacts a, a person and i see a lead like on, in an online booking comparison would be starting the checkout phase yeah. and then when they actually get the credit card information then it's booked but 
when you start the, the checkout phase. So to, um, from our side, across the board, I see 80% more, or uh, as far as all online lead generation, 80% come through um, phone calls and email form submissions, even when online booking is available. <laughs> and again, that's because people have questions. So uh, they just want to feel good about what they're committing to. And so because of that, you know, 20% are booked online and then 80% aren't. And talking to a few industry leaders like people at Focusrite and Stephen Joyce from Resgo, they've done studies and have seen very similar things where the revenue is actually across the board, you know, still considered to be an offline booking. And, and that's something that's really powerful when you think about it, because if somebody's so committed to forcing online bookings, they're missing out up to 80% of the activity that they could be having. Yeah. And so there's huge value in having those available. Now, some things, like I said, we've got a, a wine tour that 80% are online booking because it's it's a less risky investment. You know, it's typically, you know, you're going to get in a van, you're going to drive around to some wine tours, you know what you're going to get. But then we have a rafting tour where I think like 95% of their lead activity comes through phone calls, not even form submissions or online booking. It's all phone calls. And so there's just a lot of potential that's out there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we've we've found similar sort of figures as well in terms of that side of things, and even just um, well, you you saw it arrive yourself. I was I was really surprised and uh, slightly off topic of the percentages between desktop and mobile. Even today, although mobile is so is obviously so important, people still prefer to book through a desktop. You know, they maybe mm-hmm. look, they maybe look through a mobile, they maybe look at the information, but when it actually comes to the, the actual booking of it, they'll sit in a desktop and, and do that for mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. It's, it's such a, so it is, it's shifting, but it, I, I was always yeah. I was always in, uh, an impression that it shifted a lot sooner than what it has done. But it seems to be sl- slowly getting there. But it's, it's taking its time. But it is, is eventually going to take over. But um, I keep hearing yeah, it's, it's 2017 now. It's 2018, but then it'll be 2020. <laughs> it will actually happen or something. Like that, so yeah, yeah, it's getting better. And I think that you know, as as the online booking engines get a little bit more sophisticated and. People are going to start being more booking online. I think there's like a mental block that you don't want to fill out this long form and create a new account and set up a new email and password and login information, especially on your phone. You have to fill out all that yeah. information. Entering a credit card is always a pain on your phone. So as booking engines start to shift into other payment options, I think that'll change. Mm-hmm. And I think the percentage of online bookings are going to increase when they, they take those steps. Like I went to, uh, this is a little bit off topic too, but I went to um, a website, uh, I think it was Etsy to purchase something for our office here. We just moved to this new office uh, um, earlier this year. And I went to go purchase something. And on the phone, I was just doing some research. They said, hey, you can pay with this with Apple Pay. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I pressed a button. All my shit, I didn't, that was it. My shipping information was in there. And I, all, like $60 later, I pressed a single button. I'm like, cool, it's going to be there in two weeks. I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I didn't enter any payment information, any <laughs> shipping information, any of my personal information. <laughs> it just like, it was all done. Yeah. And if, if, you know, all these big, you know, Trucksoft and Fair Harbor and Resi, Resco Peak, if they could implement something like that, I mean, and that would just make... Yeah, I, I was actually about to mention the same thing. You know, it's, uh, and funnily enough, it was through Etsy as well. Um, it's just Apple Pay. You know, I, I, a lot of the booking engines integrated with that or, like, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, Android Pay or whatever it's called. Yeah. Just that way you can just basically... Even now with Apple Pay, you actually just need to look at your phone and it, it, you can buy stuff without really doing anything. So it's like... <laughs> It's incredible. It really is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was slightly off topic. But, um, so, in terms of <laughs> in terms of outdoor uh, adventure marketing, how how can you help improve other businesses' conversions and their business in general, and generally help them generate more revenue? How how do you help your customers? How do we help? 
Yeah. So we, I mean, just like you, we do a lot of digital marketing tactics. So everything from like Google AdWords, Facebook ads, a lot of retargeting. Um, we just, you know, started launch on, uh, on Bing. <laughs> People believe it or not still use Bing. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of Bing advertising to, to help exp- uh, expand a market if we kind of tap one out. And um, But really what we do is we focus on actually generating these leads. So these are people that are taking that huge step to contact, like I said, contact a stranger. And so as Outdoor Adventure Marketing, we consider ourselves, instead of a digital marketing agency, more of a lead generation agency, and which is um, means we basically just like are a pay per performance. So we've basically removed all the risk from the tour operator side. So that way they get the leads and, you know, if they can close them, that's great. We do everything we can to help them, including like sending auto- automated email sequences. If a contact form lead comes through, um, we're even starting something we're calling the lead conversion division, where we're going to try helping um, service some of these phone calls and emails oh. with people to, 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 um, to really go with it, you know, to get the full experience. Because a lot of times people just, especially smaller tours, the owner is still involved in, you know, they're, they're doing training and hiring. They're still leading got, uh, tours themselves. They're answering all the phones, you know, they're trying to do payroll. They've, they've got a lot on their plate. And so they miss phone calls or they um, aren't so good at getting back to email forms. You know, if somebody filled out an email form or they might call and leave a message once and leave it from there. And people leave, lead, lead really busy lives. Mm-hmm. And even if they're really interested in taking a tour and someone calls and leaves a message, you just might forget. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when you're traveling, you're not thinking about that. And, and so we do everything we can to help bridge that gap between a lead and a, and a closing. So it's almost like we're an OTA, but except one of the main differences is the customers, the tour, uh, the the lead that comes through is actually the the tours lead. Yeah. So it's not like we it's ours, it's theirs. Um, and we also monitor the phone calls, and sometimes we hear you know reservation agents that are a little bit less than stellar, and so we'll we'll just notify you know if anybody's doing a. Uh, you know, if there's any room for improvement, yeah. if we tag it in our system, we'll send the, just the recording over to the tour operator and say, you know, hey, if they answered the phone this way or asked this question, I think you would have been able to close that 10-person tour that was going to come through. And so we do everything we can to, to help on that side. I think that's, a, that's an incredible side of the business you're looking to open up. Though. It's, it's like you're basically an extension to their sales teams. And I suppose, and again, running an agency myself, it's like you really are putting yourself in a position where it's like, what would happen you know, if, a, if a customer, for example, said, oh, I never got that sale because you no, know, your sales team wasn't out there. Who would be responsible for what? And I suppose it could be a bit of a, a minefield. That, that actually scares <laughs> me a little bit, to be honest, personally. But um, but no, I think that's that's fascinating. that you're. So you're actually going to build uh, your own sort of sales team within your business. That And that's all they'll do is just answer phone calls for businesses and for your customers. And how do you, how do you see that growing? Yeah, well, we're, we're just trialing it right now to see if it works because some things like that, if yeah. they lost a sale, who do they who do they blame? Yeah. And um, really what I, I listen to, and, and we record every single phone call that we generate through our service. And so we we have a lot of the experience in, in what we can do. I mean, we're students of, of marketing and sales, and so we're always studying and trying to figure out different ways to you know bring um, these experiences to these people that are traveling. And... So from my standpoint, I feel good about it. Logistically, we'll see if it works or not, but it's a way for us to bridge the gap because any sort of digital marketing and tour operators everywhere, they understand there's this like disconnect between, you know, I'm paying this agency. I can't, I don't know what I got out of it. I, maybe I got leads. I don't know if I got sales. And then there's always the one, well, there's like, well, I, I didn't do this last year. My revenue is the same, but it's hard to say, you know, okay, is the season down and that mm-hmm. agency helped? it up and it just so happens that it's flat but without the agency it would have been 50 percent down and you know these are all things that 
people deal with. And so we're just trying to help, you know, from our standpoint, I don't know if it's going to be the best thing on the planet. I don't know if it's going to be like a game changer. Maybe it just doesn't work out at all, but we're just trying to bridge the gap to help everybody. And our, the way our service works is, is we only get paid when we generate results. And so if, even if we send all the leads in the world to a tour, if they can't close them, there's no value to them. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we're not going to continue our relationship and I want yeah. them to close them. Yeah. You know, me personally, just, um, you know, it, it's revenue for our company for one. That's great. So I can get to keep my, all my employees uh, employed, which is cool. But at the same time, you know, I want these people to go on these amazing tours. I get to know you guys, like all you guys that are out there that lead these incredible tours. Like I want people to take them because I can't all the time. I mean, I can't travel to every place in the world, uh, and go on this like an incredible waterfall tour in Costa Rica or, you know, go into the arch in Cabo San Lucas on a boat tour. You know, I can't, I physically can't, but I can live through the, uh, the experiences of the customers that we generate and and see their Instagrams and, and go through that. So that's what I'm driven by. No, I, I think uh, I think by adding that service, no, I don't know of any other agency that's doing that. Um, especially over here in, in Europe, I don't know of any other agency that actually goes to that level of oh, answering the phone calls, trying to win the sales as well. So if it's done right, I think you could be on to a winner there. So that's no, well done for taking that on. So, thank <laughs> you. It's a, it's a risky. So it's a, we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> but hey, businesses don't go anywhere if you don't take risks. So that's. You've, you've really got to try these things and see how it works and no, I, I commend you that's, I think that's a great great thing you're going to, it'll be good to maybe six months time a year's time see how that's went and we'll maybe do another video on how it's how successful yeah, it's been we'll on it. so, it yeah, yeah that'd be good so uh, is there anything else you would want to to, to add uh, to our listeners and our viewers in terms of, of of the call side of things things that people may be missing out on things that people may be not realising that they can do with calls is there anything you wish to, to add before we finish the finish this podcast Sure. So there's something that I read recently. I, I dug through a study that um, somebody in the hotel industry did based on phone reservations in the hotel industry. And it was this huge study. It was over 4,400 calls that they studied and they weren't prompted. They just recorded real life calls from all these different hotels everywhere and, and broke down you know different elements of the call from customer service to sales to repeat customers and, and a few different things. And there was one thing that was hugely incredible that they discovered in this. And I think this applies 100% to tours is basically asking for the sale yeah. or asking for the reservation. Um, even if you just kind of go through a question and answer phase on the phone call, at the end of that call, and I've heard this all the time, they say, hey, is that it? That, you know, and I, I've literally heard, you know, is that all? And I go, oh, yeah, cool. And both sides feel good because the, the guest got all their questions answered, the tour uh, agent, you know, answered all their questions successfully, and then that's where it goes, and they, they leave. But in the study, they found out if you just ask, do you want to make a reservation today? Your, the chance of you closing that sale goes up over 400%. Huh. <laughs> wow. Just by, just by asking for it. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And so just, just by asking, say, saying like, hey, like, are you ready to book? Or do you want to make a reservation today? It just opens up an, on a whole new line of conversation. And they over 4,400 calls, they figured, you know, this goes up 400%, your chances of booking that. Isn't that incredible? That is, that is incredible. That is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. It really is. And you th- it's, it's such a simple thing, yeah. but it's really, it's just asking, you know, and it's, it's a big ask and, and money is, is a tricky topic and it's hard for a lot of people to ask for money. Uh, I know I struggle with that myself sometimes and it's like, well, that's what you're here for. And so just, you know, ask if they're not ready, you know, that's fine. No big deal. But the worst they, they can are, say is no. Yeah. So. <laughs> and if they're not, you know, cool. Then at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if people wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best methods? How would they how would they get in touch with you, Dustin? 
Uh, the best thing would be to go to outdooradventuremarketing.com. Uh, we've got a contact form. My phone number is up there. You can reach out to me at LinkedIn. Uh, it's Dustin Hoyman if you search for it. Um, also Instagram. I love Instagram, so we're always on that as well. So it's Outdoor Adventure Marketing on Instagram. Um, and yeah, those are those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Yeah, if you go into uh, Dustin's Instagram, you'll see the talking about the activities you were taking and the recent axe throwing you were your adventure you went out with with the team that looked awesome it's like one of these things that at arrival douglas he's like i didn't even know this existed and we had just recently found out about it and booked it ahead of time i'm like this looks awesome and yeah you chuck a real like heavy axe you like throw it over your head and throw it at a piece of wood target and it was so much fun we had we had a blast yeah yeah i need to see if i can go do anything like that over here in the uk if not (laughs) next trip i'm out in the the states i think i need to do that because it looked fun Oh, it was so much fun. Well, Dustin, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, I, can, I can speak with you all day. Uh, I really can. So um, thank you so much um, for being part of this podcast. Um, no doubt we'll get you on again in the future um, for another topic or, again, expanding on the call side of things, depending on what's happening in your own business. But, uh, but yeah, no, thank you very much. And I'll no doubt speak to you soon. Or see, Are you going to arrival in Berlin by any chance? Or? Uh, I think so. We're, we're considering our options right now and seeing if that's something to go. That, that's your territory. I don't want to steal your customers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I say it's big enough for, for, for everyone it really yeah, is but, that's true but, um, but yeah I think we're going to uh, try to make it out there and uh, hopefully I'll see you cool I'll be good I'll hopefully see you then great well, thank you Dustin thank you cheers, cheers.